I hate really long lists of supplements that are like the best 20, 30 supplements for X, Y, Z here. So that's why you're tired. Less is more. We're going to cover the top 10 best supplements for your energy for chronic fatigue. So I'm not sure there's really much more of an intro that we need. So number one here, and make sure you go all the way through this because again, number one may not be your number one maybe number eight is your number one here so that's what we're going to dive into where you're going to learn okay what are the top ones what are the principles you can apply and then how can you use all of this information to bring your energy levels in your life to that next level here if that is from the couch to more functional or it's out there running marathons. So let's go ahead and dive into here. So number one is my favorite near and dear to my heart and cardiovascular system, caffeine. Okay, this is like the one stimulant to rule all legal supplements for chronic fatigue here. Okay, so back in my day when I was struggling a lot, I would have about two to three grams. Grams, you heard that right. That's 2,000 to 3,000 milligrams of caffeine in various forms, pills, coffee, all the different things here. In fact, I could take like a caffeine pill and fall asleep in like 30 minutes, okay? That's not a great place to be. That's not meant to be like a flex or to improve. It's just like things were bad here. So caffeine is like top of the list, or I mean just really numerically, it's the most common and it does have a lot of benefits short term. We'll talk about the long-term issues here, but bar none, it is used for a reason. It really helps enhance alertness and focus, increases energy levels, and also diminishes the perception of fatigue, okay? You may be fatigued, but you don't notice it in a weird drug-like state, okay? But of course, whenever there's a bigger energy boost, you wanna be careful about the drawbacks. So dependency intolerance is a huge consideration for caffeine here. So about 50% of users of caffeine will experience withdrawal symptoms here, okay? Other big one is sleep disturbances. Having about 200 to 400 milligrams of caffeine within six hours of bed will actually reduce total sleep time by about an hour here, okay? And that's just one research study there because there's a lot of other not great things that you hear about because that's just within six hours. What about if you drink it in the morning, Bill? Maybe that's what you're saying in response to you know this episode. Well, here's the thing. Even if you're normal, metabolizer of caffeine. If you're a slow metabolizer, just for, forget it here. Just, you know, occupy yourself till we get to number two. Caffeine has a really long half-life. So even if you drink caffeine 12, 16 hours before you go to bed, there's still gonna be some caffeine in your blood that's going to stimulate your brainstem and actually hurt sleep quality, regardless of whether you can tell or not. So be incredibly cautious about using that if you're having sleep issues already. Another big problem, heart rate and blood pressure. If you're already having these sorts of issues, caffeine's not gonna be a great idea uh, for you here, okay? Now, what forms are gonna be best? Is it gonna be caffeine anhydrous? Is it gonna be more natural caffeine here? I would not recommend the anhydrous form. It's gonna, it's, it's no. So go for more natural caffeine sources here. I do not have any affiliate links, but this is some things I would recommend. Elm and rye, like rye bread, they have some caffeine supplements. It's a more natural source. And it's an actually, you can titrate it down in smaller dosages. Okay, so you can go like 50 milligrams, etc., to have smaller bricks to build up and down your, your chosen amount of caffeine consumption here. Okay, another brand is Natural. Okay, N-A-T-R 
NATOL, uh, high, <laughs> natural high caffeine supplements. Kind of sounds like a drug company, doesn't it? Uh, or something else here. These are higher dosages here. Okay, it's gonna be like 200, 400 milligrams where almond rye are much lower here. Another good option is because when you take caffeine by itself, it actually will deplete other nutrients, etc. here. So one other option is called Natural Stacks. Smart Caffeine is another option because it contains other ingredients here. Now, still don't end up like I did here. You wanna really use caffeine like a controlled substance, whether you're using it in a cup of coffee or some of those supplements I mentioned. Why supplements over coffee and other beverages? It, easier to use, easier to dose not having to you know, mix it together with sugar and other things that will end up in your coffee cup, right? So start low, 50 to 100 milligrams per day. That's like one cup of coffee for those people counting here. Go up to 400 milligrams per day, okay? Do not go above that. Don't do it, okay? It's, it's more is not better here. 400 milligrams is honestly already too much because caffeine should be thought of like a last resort here. And honestly, if it's a must for you, then you may have bigger issues with chronic fatigue that you want to know about, okay? Because if you're having to be reliant on caffeine, pretty much your mitochondria are shot. And caffeine does a lot of nasty things to your cells. It dehydrates your cells, it decreases mitochondrial function long-term, and it also keeps your nervous system in overdrive here. So from a former addict on caffeine myself, Yes, it can be a quick energy boost, but it is like using a credit card. You can use it for really dumb stuff, and you can you can invest and use it intelligently, but caffeine is like a credit card. You just like, I don't know, you went to like, what would be something really stupid you could buy? I don't know, you went to the mall, went to like Hot Topic and bought a bunch of stupid stuff for all your friends for stupidness. So be very wise about it, because it will put you on a roller coaster ride of up and down here, okay? But that's not to say that it does have its uses in short term. You have a bad night of sleep, you need to push through a day. I get it, because when you don't have a long-term solution, that's why I grab for that as well, okay? So that was number one, and more sustainable things, number two, adrenal support, quotations around that here. And yes, adrenal support for chronic fatigue here. So if you have chronic fatigue, whether it's a syndrome or you're just tired a long time, you haven't seen someone and gotten that diagnosis, you may very likely be having cortisol issues and or sleep issues here. This is when adrenal support can come into good use actually here. And what I would recommend are blends here because when you use any one substance like just ashwagandha, just rhodiola, it's going to reduce its effectiveness over time here. Okay, so here's a few popular brands of this type of adrenal support here. So number one, adrenal edge liquid drops here. And again, when I give number one, two, and three, it's not an order of awesomeness, it's just the order I put it on, on my notes here. So adrenal edge liquid drops, it's a blend of adaptogenic herbs like ashwagandha, rhodiola, and holy basil here. And all together that will help you obviously adapt for stress here, okay? And it comes in drops, so the cool thing is you can easily adjust dosages depending on how you're feeling, the demands in your day, all those different pieces here. Number two would be Nutritemple Adrenal Support here, okay? And this contains other cofactors as well. Vitamin C, B6, magnesium, cofactors in adrenal support. Don't get all biochemically correct on me here. In addition to other, you know, adaptogens, but what makes this unique is having those other complementary nutrients that can be depleted when you're you're depleted, right? Uh, and then 
the other piece, the other one third, is EU, like European Union, EU natural vitality capsules here. And this has a lot, that, like, actually, this is an order of, like, ascending complexity here. Because this one has, like we said, all the adaptogens and has a lot more of these nutrients here. B-complex, vitamin C, vitamin D, magnesium, ashwagandha here. Uh, but does that make it the best? Not necessarily, because... Honestly, you want to be on as few as things as possible. So you can get away with something that just has, you know, those three herbs we talked about with option number one. That might be better for you than going like all the way in. Because then I lied, there's actually four things on this list. All the way in would be the following the pure encapsulation adrenal capsules. What makes me say that? What separates this out is that this supplement actually contains adrenal gland extracts or glandulars, is what some people will call this. Totally correct and fine. Now, these will be probably the most effective, okay, because it's, whether it's adrenal cortex or just, it's just supplying almost like a bioactive version of cortisol or cortisol replacement here. So it will have a very big effect here, okay, but it will have the biggest downside to it, okay? That should be a theme. The stronger it is, the more of a downside you're going to have here, okay? So consider which one's right for you. But of course, also, there's no scientific research on any of these supplements here, okay? Caffeine's pretty well researched. But really what you're going off of for adrenal support are, I mean, pretty much Amazon reviews and what other people are saying here. Now, many people may report positive effects, but if you're anything like our clients, they go through a honeymoon phase of this is fantastic for like three to four weeks before it feels like it stops working and kind of just back to square one. And we'll go into more on that later when we're rounding up and concluding here, okay? So... That is number two, adrenal support. Number three is the second letter of the alphabet, B vitamins. If I was smart, I would have matched up B vitamins with the second one, but hey, we're here, I'm not gonna go back and change it. So when your B vitamins are low, that means your body's ability to support energy producing biochemical pathways is by definition depleted here. B vitamins, they have the main job of moving carbon from molecule to molecule to allow you to create energy. So if B vitamins are low, those pathways aren't working here. So some of the main ones, I'll just call them by their numbers here. So B6 here, involved in a lot of different reactions. Protein metabolism is probably the highest one here. So therefore, it's also going to be involved in neurotransmitter synthesis and also immune function here. Now, the daily dose will range, and this is the recommended, because I can't give you beyond that. That just be, you know, just be questionable. But daily recommended dose, 1.3 to 1.7 milligrams per day. People supplementing would obviously go higher than that. Other big one, B9, okay, it's folate, folic acid. This is playing a role in cell division, DNA synthesis, and the production of red blood cells. Other big one is in the conversion of homocysteine into methionine here, okay? And that will allow your Krebs cycle, yeah, all this great stuff, biochemical, to all work a lot better here. So usually about 400 micrograms is where someone will start and go up from there, even getting B12 shots here. And then the other big one is going to be, well, I mean, really those are the, the biggest two here. Because, you, you know, you got, like we said, folate here, also B12. Sorry, I just totally skipped over B12 here. B12. My apologies. I'm just so hyped up on B vitamins here. I missed 12. So yes, B12 cobalamin. Make sure it's the methylated form. That's going to be super important. That's actually going to be more helpful there. Okay. Uh, and that's going to be three micrograms and above for a typical dosage. Now, here's the thing. You can supplement with these, okay? And 
typically a B complex is going to be good for people. Uh, but I like with our clients and we're working on them, like natural sources of vitamins are always going to be better for a natural energy boost here. Okay. And then also, again, what we're doing with our clients, a lot of relearning and onlearning, you got to recognize that B vitamins are deficient in the first place because your mitochondria can't burn fat. Okay. So then they're going to rely on carbohydrate metabolism and use up your B vitamins here, which is an unsustainable biochemical pathway that wears you and your mitochondria out long-term. Okay. So again, you do not get more energy from B vitamins per se. You get energy from properly functioning mitochondria. Okay. Put that in your pocket. Now, number four, I should have made this number 10. I am really not doing well on this. Number four is CoQ10, all right, coenzyme Q10. I'm really missing out on a lot of great synchronies here. But CoQ10, what does it do? It brings electrons into your mitochondria, kind of important, why do we keep talking about that? It brings electrons into your mitochondria to help produce ATP. Okay, if I'm talking too fast, you can just you know put this at 0.75 speed. But essentially, chronic fatigue, like the, the clinical entity, which you may not be all the way there, but if you're tired all the time, you're on a spectrum. Just want to share that with you. It's a mitochondrial issue, which is why CoQ10 becomes like, oh, you know, there's CoQ10 inside the mitochondria. Let's just throw more in there. And yes, it will have an effect, okay? Because CoQ10 has a lot of effects at a biological level here. So people with chronic fatigue, they have low CoQ10 levels. People with normal energy levels have higher. So therefore you add more in. I mean, when you test that hypothesis, it helps people with their energy levels here, okay? Same thing with cognitive function here. You supplement CoQ10, helps with brain fog. Also helps with cardioprotective properties here, endothelial functions here. Typical dosages range from 100 to 300 milligrams per day here. Now, despite our work with our clients being heavily focused on their mitochondria, you know, we wanna rely more on lifestyle here. So all these supplements, we don't really rely on them a whole lot, but even this one, which is like, oh, like I'll tell people, we work on your mitochondria. And people will ask, well, is that, is that CoQ10 and PQQ? No, okay? There's a lot more to it here, okay? Just like healthy eating isn't just taking a multivitamin, right? So we rarely use CoQ10. We, we still do every now and then. But in the grand scheme of healing your mitochondria, I would say CoQ10 is worth like maybe 5% towards your overall energy metabolism here, okay? And that's why many people who take CoQ10 don't really feel an effect, okay? It's still having an effect, but it's not like the other items on this list that we're going through here. But make no mistake, it will provide a energy boost. It just takes a long time there if you ever do feel the benefits, all right? Number five, L-carnitine here, okay? So L-carnitine, it's an amino acid that transports fatty acids into your mitochondria, generates ATP here, okay? Again, the mitochondria being mentioned, because we're talking about energy levels here. And L-carnitine has been shown to boost energy levels in people with chronic fatigue by improving fatty acid oxidation. And this was at a daily dose of 1,000 to 3,000 milligrams. It, it's on a weight basis. That's why there's that range. So it'll help in that, or has been shown to help like that. On a higher spectrum of function, L-carnitine can also improve endurance and exercise performance. Okay? Because if you're doing things that require fatty acids. If you, you know, the thinking goes, it would help. Now, this doesn't mean it'll help the endurance of people with chronic fatigue. Different states, you have different needs, okay? Nonetheless, for endurance, those higher levels would be 2,000 to 4,000 milligrams here. It can also help with brain function 
here. And that would be at the lower dose as what this has been seen, 1,000 to 3,000 milligrams here. Okay. Now, many may not benefit from L-carnitine because here's the thing. Just because you bring a horse to water does not mean it's going to drink it, right, or turn it into wine. I forget what that horse is supposed to do. But when you bring fatty acids into your mitochondria, that doesn't mean they're going to be oxidized. Because, again, when your mitochondria aren't working, this is why some people, L-carnitine, it just doesn't work for them because their mitochondria are already shot. Okay, so keep that in mind. Number six, D-ribose. Okay, so again, D-ribose helps aid ATP production, which is why it's on this list here. And what D-ribose has been shown to do is increase, you know, daily levels of ATP production by about, well, with dosages of five to 15 grams. And that's like two to three times over the day. So it's, it's like say 15 grams over the course of a day, not 15 grams three times. That would be, don't do that. Um, and this is really a mainstay for a lot of chronic fatigue people out there here. At a high level of function, D-ribose actually helps improve with post-exertion delays and post-exertion or post-exercise recovery here, okay? So that's why it's been helped to really you know, support energy metabolism here. Now, what I do want to warn you, if you have a blood sugar issue, like if you're, if you're feel like you're crashing during the day, or you're crashing at night, D-ribose can actually worsen that. Okay, this is what I don't like about these lists. Like, this is what people don't talk about, the, the warnings and the cautions here. This is why it's good to have someone who has been through this quite a bit here. So if you have blood sugar issues, D-ribose can worsen them. If you didn't like that warning tangent, then you don't have to keep listening to this. That's absolutely fine. Number seven, ginseng. Okay. Um, I don't know the actual traditional name of this here because I'm not that cultured, but it, essentially this is like just a natural herb thing that it's like if caffeine had an herbal brother, like a you know a hippie brother, ginseng would be this here. Uh, this is why it's actually included in many energy drinks as well here. So this has been studied in chronic fatigue. So in one study, 90 participants, a ginseng extract actually reduced fatigue symptoms by about 20%. So pretty good. And that would be better additive here. Uh, in a systematic and meta-analysis of 12 randomized control, if you're wondering like where am I getting these studies from, we typically have this information as a blog on our website here. So you can go ahead and check that out. And by the way, while you're here, if you want to make sure you're, you're continuing to get more of information to help out with your energy and your health, make sure you subscribe to our channel so that you're able to get this information in a very concise format that is allowing you to take action on here. Okay, so uh, ginseng has been shown in many, many studies, that's the point of this, to improve energy levels. So it's probably one of the most well-tested ones here. Okay, so it's been shown to improve cognitive function here, okay, at a dose of 200 to 400 milligrams here. It's been shown to help improve function in Alzheimer's patients. So if you have brain fog, consider yourself on the Alzheimer's spectrum here. I'm just going to share that with you. Uh, but in those patients, improve cognitive performance by about 10% here. And it also helps with immune health, because that's really off the walls a lot of time when you have chronic fatigue. Okay, and that was at a dose of 100 milligrams per day here. Okay, now, even though ginseng is like the hippie cousin of caffeine, it will still have some of the same issues, just far less intense, okay? And you need to consider like when your metabolic engines are broken down here, adding in boosters like ginseng and caffeine can lead to further damage, okay? All right, number eight, maca, 
okay? This is like when they're like ancient superfood powders. This is maca here, okay? Uh, so it's like a root vegetable that they'll just kind of grind up. It's typically in South America as a natural energy supplement in addition to, you know, I'll just say it, cocaine uh, when you're up there hiking, as I've been told. But anyway, maca helps by a different way. It's almost closer to adrenal support in that it, it functions more on hormones here. So it's going to modulate the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal access, and then this will then downstream help out with mitochondrial function. So think of it as balancing your hormones to help your mitochondria function a lot better. So this is another one that sometimes gets a bad reputation because it's at Whole Foods and says natural superfood, which instantly decreases its credibility, but it's actually been studied pretty well. It has about four meta-analyses on it that it helps with cognitive function, helps with endurance and physical performance, both in people in their day-to-day -day life with chronic fatigue and also with people who are, like, they're biking here, okay? Uh, and then another big category, because we talk about hormones, right? Menopausal women, they have a lot of alleviation of symptoms like hot flashes and mood swings with MACA supplementation. But again, remember, and people challenge me on this, but your mitochondria are essential in hormone production, okay? And I don't, people are like, no, that's not where hormones come from. Go look in a biochemistry book, okay? Cytochrome P450, star transport hormone. All right. <laughs> uh, so whenever there's a hormone issue, it is by definition a mitochondria issue okay that's where cholesterol goes in gets modified all the enzymes of other hormone production are tied along with that Hercule. and then yes it may go to ribosomes and other areas but it starts in your mitochondria okay number nine magnesium 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 here uh and this plays a lot of critical roles here because it's a very versatile mineral here okay and this is something when you look at chronic fatigue syndrome patients here cfs slash me a lot of their symptoms will alleviate with magnesium supplementation because magnesium is a cofactor for ATP. It'll latch on to ATP and help it do its thing here, okay? Uh, and that's where it gets a lot of its goodness, okay? It'll also help with muscle and nerve function here by regulating calcium levels here for proper muscle contraction, nerve signal transduction, and it also helps with sleep. And if you're sleeping better, that helps repair your mitochondria, helps repair your energy levels and everything else there. So it has a lot of great uses. Now, there are so many types and dosages here. This would be a whole nother episode here, but do know there, there's always gonna be a good type of magnesium for you. I can tell the bad types of magnesium are oxide, citrate, and hydroxide that you might as well eat chalk. The better ones are gonna be glycinate, malate, and threonate there, okay? And the dosage for you is gonna be highly individual there. Okay, now before we get to number 10, just some honorable mentions here of what did not make the list and why it did not make the list. Just so you can learn more or maybe just stop ordering things and save yourself some money on Amazon subscribe. One, energy multivitamin. Okay, it seems like a great idea, right? Like you don't have to go out there and research and try to figure, like you just take a, a powder that has all of them, right? So the reason I don't love this, okay, is because it, it, it's like, fairy dusting, okay? And what I mean by that is that there may be all these ingredients, but none of them are actually in a amount high enough to get an effect. You may have everything on this list, but just by nature of having it in one powder, it has to lower the amount of each one. So it's like, you have like the dose of 10 things, 
but it's an, at an ineffective dose. Okay, it's like the jack of all trades, but the master of none. Okay, so energy multivitamins, no. Okay, another one, this may surprise you, NADH supplements, okay, or NAD plus, whatever, or any sort of NMN, nicotinamide derivative supplements here. Okay, why don't I love them? Yes, some people will benefit, but what you need to know about NAD plus is that it is a key in two big areas of your metabolism in your mitochondria, in your circadian rhythm. NAD plus in your mitochondria is meant to be an electron shuttle, okay? Your body strips electrons off of food, plops it onto the NAD plus boat, and then that goes into your mitochondria, allows electrons to move to produce ATP. But if NADH or NAD plus is not properly regulated, now you have a bunch of boats piled up in the water, just like off the coast of California when like shipping just like went to crap. You know, what was that, like six or eight months ago here? So, or whenever someone's watching this, this is 2023, uh, so 2022. So when things pile up, things will eventually move less efficiently here. So that's why people will take NAD plus or nicotinamidic derivatives there, but over time it loses its effectiveness. The other reason it will lose its effectiveness is because NAD plus is meant to be a timing molecule. What the heck does that mean? NAD plus is involved with your circadian rhythm because these molecules that come in, clock, BMOL, we don't need to get all that. But what happens is that NAD plus is a cofactor in that. So if you add in more, it's going to make the generation of your cell's circadian rhythm eventually go haywire here. Okay, this is again why NAD plus will ultimately not fix the issue and even make it worse in the long term here. So short term, it's okay, but long term, I do not love it here. Okay, and another one, just because I've been told I say iron really weird, and I don't really care about that. Uh, iron, you know, like iron in your clothes or ferric, you know, ferrous, I-R-O-N. I'm not sure how it's supposed to be pronounced. Make fun of my pronunciation down in the comments. Thank you. But iron supplementation can help because you just may be iron deficient here. But at what cost? Because when you take a, an iron supplement, it's going to really blast your gut microbiome. And also, if you have a lot of inflammation, doesn't matter how much iron you take. And if your mitochondria stink, you're going to be anemic because heme, heme synthesis, also begins in your mitochondria. Okay? Period. All right? Any, any biochemical debutantes want to challenge that? Go ahead. Now, number 10, mitochondrial support. Sure you saw this coming. We, we've made it here, we made it to number 10 here. Uh, maybe this should've been number one in hindsight, but hey, you, you've learned along, along the way here. So first, I gotta ask you, what are you gonna do with this list? Like, are you gonna take like all nine of the above supplements? <laughs> Try them out over the course of months here. Because how many of them like tied back into your mitochondria? Like pretty much every single one. So that's why I don't love these lists of energy supplements for chronic fatigue, but hey, you're gonna get this information somewhere, right? I wanna be able to curate this so you can be able to make better decisions for your health here. Because otherwise you're just going through a list of 20, 30 and just none the better here, okay? But assuming that any one of these energy supplements is going to be the holy grail of your recovery is literally just as dangerous as overdosing on some of these things here. Yes, acutely overdose is no joke, but like long-term, like when I was strung along with caffeine, adrenal support, like pretty much half this list here, the bigger injustice or consequence was me feeling like everything was all right and like string together with a bunch of like duct tape here. 
that is no way to go about living your life. You, you shouldn't be held together by all these supplements and just piling them up where your medicine cabinet looks like you might as well run like a pharmacy. And even with all that knowledge, then when you're looking at your functional life and it being a shell of who you are, it's not more tactics you need. It's not more tips. It's not more list of supplements here, okay? It's about having the principle because all this centers around your mitochondria. That's what you want to focus on. Now, are there some direct mitochondrial supplements? Yeah, there are. ATP replenish, PQQ, and all this other stuff here. But again, if your body makes it, you shouldn't take it. ATP, just ingesting it, yeah, you'll get more in your system, but then you're telling your mitochondria to not do that, okay? Which is why, if that was a silver bullet, this would not be you know, another list of supplements here, all right? So they may give you a temporary, much needed energy boost, but the real question is, what are the best energy supplements for chronic fatigue? You need to be asking, why are your energy levels so low in the first place? And if, if you've been reading in between the lines, why are your mitochondria so dysfunctional in the first place here? Okay, that, that's what it is here. So your mitochondria require, well, let me say this. Your mitochondria are a natural sensor for your environment to be able to organize all the chaos of life and be able to produce energy so your body can function, can heal, and can thrive. And when that's off, that means it's not you missed a supplement. You have a miss on your natural understanding of how your body is designed to thrive based on the, the laws of nature here. That's what's missing. And that's not in the pill. So that's why we've actually made a short little primer on mitochondria that you can go check out here. Where do I got that? Uh, and so that is at ochnow.com forward slash learn. You can just get there. It's another cool, awesome free video on your mitochondria here and how they relate to your specific condition. Because it's not just mitochondria in isolation. Maybe you have sleep issues, thyroid, chronic fatigue. It's all going to be linked up there for you to understand at an even higher level. So go to ochnow.com forward slash learn. Okay. Because like really, because I mean, you can get lost in all of our, you know, our, our episodes here, but this is really going to streamline it here. So I really encourage you to go to ochnow.com forward slash learn. Now, the other thing, you may be someone who, I don't know, maybe, maybe you're, you're done with the list. You just like want this thing freaking fixed. Okay. Then what I have for you is to just talk with us. Okay. We have our health strategy session where we see what's going on, where you want to go. And if we can help get you there, we can absolutely walk you through that. And if we can't help you, we'll be honest. We'll say, no, this is, <laughs> this is not something we can help with because we want to do you service here. So that's go to ochnow.com forward slash talk. You just fill out a form, pick out a time, and we'll help you out there. So that's for you if you just just want to be done with all this, oh, this new list here. Or maybe you've watched a few of our episodes and you've just been on the fence about finally reaching out here. Well, now is that there for you? OCHnow.com forward slash talk. So that's there available for you. If you want to talk, go to the talk link. If you want to learn, go to learn. If you just want to keep more episodes, you're always welcome to that. Either way, hope you learned a lot here about all these supplements, the principles behind it, and what you can do next. I'm Dr. Dylan Peckis, signing off.